1: More lock- From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipola. Bills Bengals, we didn't get to see it in Week 17. We get to see it in the divisional round. Obviously, we love betting, even if you don't know the lines. What do you make of the line of this game, which is at this moment, Bills minus five and a half?
0: So, this is another one. Where I feel like, you know, Joe football fan is like, did the odds makers, are they suffering from amnesia? Did they miss Cincinnati going into places like Kansas City last year and winning? And then the way they played without losing in the last two months of the season, did they not watch Buffalo struggle against Skylar Thompson? And the line's only five and a half. I mean, the line is, is it's that big, not that small. It's that big. This should be closer to a pick than a touchdown. And I think that's a trap for betters. I think that that, I love, you won't make the show bet with me, I don't think. I love Buffalo minus five and a half in this game. I think it's the easiest bet of the weekend.
1: Okay. Um, we both love a big favorite. Let's put it that way. This is not the one that I love, but I I understand your argument. Here's well, I haven't I really th- made the argument yet, but go on. Oh no, no, but I the all you got to say is that you think it's a trap for betters, and I under I understand the argument you're about to make, but a couple things. If you just look at it as like I think a lot of the analysis that people do sometimes is quarterback based, right? We just did a lot of that in Niners-Cowboys. And so you look at it and you say, well, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those are, depending on your preference, the second and third or the third and second best quarterbacks in the NFL, there's not a huge difference between the two. How could one be favored by five and a half over the other? But when you add in home field advantage and you add in three backup offensive linemen on Cincinnati and whatever you say about home field advantage. And I know that like the trendy thing is that it matters less and less and less. And obviously Burrow can go anywhere and win. And he's proven that from college to the pros and he's unflappable. I think that home field advantage doesn't really matter a lot in the second, third and fourth quarter, but it can matter a lot in the first quarter in terms of like the atmosphere and just the team getting shot out of the cannon and carrying it over. You think DeMar Hamlin leads them out of the tunnel? Like, I thought he was going to do that for the Miami game, but maybe they're saving him for this one. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the game where he got injured and just br- brings him out like that. I It feels like there's something like that. And that that always wears off over the course of a game. That type of energy doesn't sustain. But I could see Tamar Hamlin on the sideline, on the video board even, you know, two minutes before kickoff, something insane. They receive the opening kickoff, get up 7-0 and never look back. I, I could see that in this game. And the Bengals, I know it was the Ravens' defense, and the Bills' defense is definitely not that. We just saw it last week against Miami, like you said. Dude, they didn't even have 250 yards of offense. They they did not look special the last time we saw them. Granted, Baltimore's defense is very different, but I I understand, I assume the argument you're about to make.
0: Well that that the last one is the is where I was going to go with this. Like the Bills I think I think their performance against Miami was due more to their sloppiness and probably general lack of respect for Miami as a serious opponent in that game. And some of the things we've seen from Josh Allen in other games where maybe they didn't treat the opponent as a worthy Adversary like their Jets games this year, where they right threw interceptions and stuff. Like, I just think that they get almost bored or complacent in some of these games. And, you know, that's why it almost felt like he wanted to make short work in Miami, Danny. So he's like, I'm just going to try to hit a touch. I'm going to try to score a touchdown on every play here. And let's just have short drives and get up like four or five touchdowns. And I can just watch the second half from the sidelines. You know, and they, they made that a game because of their turnovers and misplays. Cincinnati got outplayed by Baltimore. They won the game because of a momentum-changing, game-changing, 100-yard fumble return for a touchdown. That's why they won. Like, you can't bank on that again. This is the ultimate turnover luck game. The Bills didn't get turnover luck last week. And the Bengals did. Now they're playing each other. You brought up an X's and O's point about the Bengals' offensive line. Hey, Burrow got sacked nine times against Tennessee. They still won the game. I've heard that a million times this week. Yep, me too. Again, not a sustainable model, in my opinion. And the other um, more ephemeral point that I'll make, just like you did with the thing about Hamlin, the inspirational aspect, the Bengals, to me now, are coming off like a team – it almost has to be brash and talk big to convince themselves that they are that good. They're doing way too friggin' much of that from.
1: They keep getting mixed and stuff. Yeah. From, shut up. Stop. Well, well, what's so, what's so funny about that? Like if I was hosting in Cincinnati, I would make fun of that too, because, but they're getting baited into it. I can't, I don't believe that Zach Taylor's like on in the meetings saying they're disrespecting us. They're being asked, like, hey, can you believe they're already selling tickets to the neutral site game? Man, you're selling them, too. Like, the, the, any team that could host a round of the playoffs sells the tickets. That's how it works. You sell them weeks in advance. You can't sell 80,000 tickets in six days. It's not Bruce Springsteen. Like, that. that's how it works. So it's not disrespect. It's a contingency plan. Anyone who's like been a season ticket holder for a team and they ask for like your playoff uh, tickets, you know, with three weeks left in the season, you know, get that money in for the playoffs. And if not, it'll just roll over to next year because it takes time to fill these damn arenas. So it's not disrespect. It's planning, but they're going to, these teams, you know, uh, what was it, the guy in Georgia this year when they won the national title? After the game, like yelled in the camera, y'all picked us to lose five or six ca- times this year. No one did that. Can I tell you, Mike, can I tell you what, I, what
0: I've already thought about this? I'm going to do this next year. I'm going to be the guy who like in August puts out a tweet that says like Georgia four and eight. And that way, like Kirby Smart will take me. Yes. And use me to motivate his team all year. And then when they win, they will cite me as the reason why they won. So yeah. I am now going to become the guy who rips college teams who everybody thinks is going to win it's, to get my
1: name out there more. It's brilliant. It's 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 foolproof. I've just the the nobody believes in us card. Being played by the Georgia Bulldogs and the team that was in the Super Bowl last year, that's quarterbacked by Joe Burrow. It's it's all very amusing. But athletes I'm also
0: not convinced that I know Burrow the the idea is Burrow did it with less because his offensive line was so bad in last year's playoffs. Yeah. But I'm also the idea that Burrow is a better playoff quarterback than Allen or a better big game quarterback. I just don't agree with. I mean, the guy... Ooh, Allen I don't perfect, know. We've seen Josh Allen, had a, Allen be,
1: Allen had a Josh Allen be game awesome against in New two playoff games.
0: Okay, he had a perfect game against New England, where they never punted, and then he was
1: incredible in the Chiefs game. Yeah. And every other game has been okay. Or bad. Well, is Burrow coming off a great playoff game? No. 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 Exactly. But, no, but we've dude, I don't know. The Joe Burrow thing is it part of its college. You know, it, it's it's How is the, that? But, but that shouldn't be relevant. I mean college
0: college success. Should it? Uh I mean it's I mean, would not, that make you want to draft Stetson Bennett because he won to national championship games
1: come on no no no. but I'm just saying it Joe Joe Burrow winning the games that he's won last year with the offensive line issues winning multiple times against the Chiefs does it make
0: you question Hertz because he got benched in a national championship game
1: this week? I mean it it did until this year wow that was dude of course that was part of it of course like, it, I mean, Hurts changed my mind over the course of this season. Which brings us to that game, by the way. Is your favorite team still the 07 Giants? Because I have been shocked by how many people have said this team has an 07 Giants oh, feel.
0: God. It's so disrespectful to that
1: team. I know. I, I can't like, stand it. <laughs> I just... So, like, this is the game that I love for the favorite. I think Philly wins this game by 20-plus. I think it is an ass-kicking. I think that they looked bad without Hurts, and then Hurts played banged up in Week 18 and gutted out a win where he was clearly still in some pain, and he didn't run at all. And now he's had two weeks of rest, and we will see him run. And the Giants do not have two weeks of rest, and they're on the road. And Philly will be going nuts. And they obviously know each other very well. And I think they kick the shit out of them. I I don't I do I don't think this game is close. And everybody in the world will tease Philly. And frankly, I'll be one of them. See, I'd almost do an alternate
0: spread and pick them to win the game by even more than seven and a half. I think that that's fine,
1: too. i I'd like I, them I, to win the game by more than ten. Yeah. So, okay. Well, so then this should be the show bet. And we're still undefeated, by the way. Yes, we are.
0: How about that, by
1: the way? We're not getting any love for that. <laughs> what if we bet them? What if we bet them
0: like alternate spread minus nine and a half
1: to Final get better fact. odds? Yeah, sure. I mean, going from seven and a half to nine and a half is not going to be like a crazy number. Oh, but it's going
0: to make it a plus money bet. It's going to get us better. It's going to get us positive yeah. return. Yeah. It'll
1: get, it'll, yeah, it'll be plus 130 or something. Um, yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, the Giants, I'll tell you this though, just to kind of on the other side for just a second. Um, not that it's really about the Giants winning, but I think that Brian Dable should win coach of the year. And I frankly don't think Nick Sirianni should even finish second in the voting. To me, a huge part of coach of the year should be about exceeding expectations and we talked about this. The Eagles had huge expectations. They met them, but when they were dealt adversity with Hertz missing games, they lost. So that doesn't speak to me about anything necessarily special. Uh I if we're giving it to just the team that wins the most games, the Chiefs also won 14 games and they had a record setting offense after losing Tyreek Hill. But no one says that Andy Reid's gonna finish top five or even top ten for this award. So I don't I don't get why it should be Nick Siriani. But if Brian and I know it's a regular season award. But if Brian Dable wins this game, and then Nick Sirianni wins Coach of the Year, it's going to be like the NBA MVP when Jokic gets knocked out in the first round of the playoffs.
0: Or I'll give the- you I'll give you a similar one, which is like very. It, it, it's it's a it's a similar contrast. It would have been like when Baltimore lost at home to Tennessee in the divisional round. And Lamar was the MVP, and Harbaugh was the coach of the year. And they were largely non competitive in that game. They got punched in the mouth at the beginning of that game, and they never recovered. And I think that that's, you know, I think of, I think there's two ways for these teams like the Giants to go into a place like Philly as an underdog in this round and win either the favorite has their own kind of internal battle with their own confidence where it's not going to take much for them to start to second-guess themselves in the game. Or, conversely, the other team just buys into the fact that they're so good and better that they're not intimidated by the – like, I'll give you a team that I'm I'm describing when I say that. The Baltimore team that went to Denver – and beat Peyton Manning. Now, it was a double overtime game, and they needed the friggin' dude, you know, to basically lose the wide receiver behind him. What was his name? Moore, the safety. I mean, they needed an insanely good play to lose that game. But those Ravens teams had a mentality. When they went into places like this, they didn't care that they were a touchdown underdog. Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs and those guys – they didn't back down from anybody. Do you feel that way about this Giants
1: team? I don't. I don't get that. All year we called them frauds. And now I'm saying they're going into Philly and winning when I, Philly's coming off a week of rest? It seems ridiculous. I, I, the old, So so what I'm saying is I actually think,
0: I think if the Giants win, it's because the Eagles beat themselves. I don't think they're going to go in there and opening drive Barkley – you know, rushes for like 60 yards on like four or five plays. They just go right downfield, shove it down Philly's throat, go up seven nothing. And like that entire stadium's like, oh, shit. We're in for it. I think they need Philly to come out and just be weak off. They're discombobulated. They're hurt. Rusty. Still be hurt.
1: Like if Hurts yeah. if, if, if isn't running or like if, you know, Lawrence or Thibodeau like you know crush him and he then is like playing the next three quarters banged up that obviously opens the door and I still don't
0: trust the Giants enough where if the Eagles put the game on a silver platter for them I'm not convinced they'd run away with it I think it would still come down to the end of the game because the Giants are an imperfect team and I don't think that they're
1: even though they're well-coached, I don't think they're above doing some dumb shit in this game either. Yeah, the last, so like the last game of the season when Hurts was hurt and played 22-16, but week, whatever it was, 12 or 13, whatever, four or five games left in the season, it was 48-22. That's what I'm expecting. And the Giants have been one of the worst
0: teams. If you go by like rushing yards per play – They've been one of the worst defenses in the NFL in that regard. Like they're actually maybe not like by total rushing yards allowed, but if you go by rushing yards per play, they're like the worst defense in the league, even with Dexter Lawrence up front. So I would anticipate, and Lane Johnson's going to play now, Danny. That's a big deal. Yeah. He's probably the best right tackle in the entire league. I'm with you. I think Philly – I think Philly blows them out, and you know what? No Giants fan, even though they hate the Eagles, no Giants fan is going to be really that pissed about it.
1: No, it's what I said last week. I mean, other than the team that wins the AFC and wins the NFC and then wins the Super Bowl, you can make the argument they had the third most successful season of any team in the league already. They salvaged their quarterback. They found their coach. They won a playoff game in a year where they were supposed to be a bottom 10 team. It's unbelievable. Like, they... Top 10 pick, no quarterback, to winning a playoff game with a quarterback and a coach, it's enough. But it ends here. One team is basically complete and flawless, and the other team's the Giants.